You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> so I'd like to know if I was married to a horror piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad John Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Chris Bliss and J. Elvis Weinstein in studio, back in action and together again, next on the Best of... Steve Perry, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, I did his. Uh, I did a Christmas party. You did with Liz Winstead. I remember that. One. Oh, yeah. Liz Winstead in Boston, from, from Minnesota. And it was very, very odd because there's it? like twenty, there maybe thirty people there, and Stephen Tyler's sitting down front, and uh, and I have a large head, and he has the smallest head. Yeah, he does. Uh, but right. he has a huge mouth on a small head. He does. Gen- yeah, and I believe that even though his head is smaller than mine, his mouth is larger than my head. You're so right. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, well, I got a picture of me next to him, and it's like just. <laughs> aren't you it's a lot not taller than me? <laughs> There's this one picture of Steven Tyler on a balcony outside a hotel or something, mm-hmm. and the meme it says. Wow, your grandma looks really hip. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he looks like a grandma. Old does. grandma. He looks like Betty Davis. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> just because of the, it's just the robes that make you think that. Just the elegance of his oh, robes. He's pretty wrinkly now. Yeah. He got really wrinkly. He looks like an apple doll. <laughs> he does. <laughs> apple I love doll. his singing. His singing is fantastic. Yeah, he's got a cool voice. He, does, mm-hmm. he really does. No doubt about that. But it's the only part of him that's aged gracefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I understand. Yeah. Might have been a little partying going on. You think? I think you did a little weathering. Well, we, we were just talking about that on the air. As a matter of fact, when I was working at Capitol Records from 1976 to 83, 
There was so much money in that business at that time. Well, it's because they were ripping the artists off. Right. We found out later. We didn't know that at the time. It was like, oh, you're just ripping it. They say that the Beatles lost a billion dollars to For record sure. company theft. Not just the theft. Just a billion. They didn't, they didn't get money. They, no, they didn't. They weren't paid to do stuff. No, they weren't. You know? Bowie didn't make any money until the 80s. Right. No, that's right. right. That's exactly right. But, yeah, I, I, I just, man, back in those days, you would, you would walk into... Uh, Boz Gags was appearing in town, and he was staying out. Sophie Teller, the Radisson, that it was one of those two rest, uh, one of those two hotels. And so they wanted me to come over to the party. And I said, "Okay, well, I'll be over after I got all my duties done for the day." I walk in, and I say, "The guy says to me, you want something to drink?'" And I said, "Yeah, Heineken would be great." I got to run downstairs, but I'll be right back. But yeah, I'd like a Heineken. So I go downstairs. I come back up. They said, oh, the Heineken's in the bathroom. I said, what? He goes, yeah, it's in there. I walk in. There are about five or six cases of Heineken in the tub on ice. <laughs> I wanted one Heineken, right. and I ended up with like 100 a Heinekens. <laughs> God. It was more like 150 Heineken. Next thing you know, you're on Twitter challenging someone to a fight. And- <laughs> 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 well, it's going to be a, a short uh, show this week. Ixnayonoujin. <laughs> the slippery slope the started slippery there. Slope. That was good for people. It woke them up. <laughs> there are still people that stay, though. Like, oh, my God. It's just... Well, Sandy had a guy on the show yesterday. Bob Sansford's got a show down the hall. Yeah. yeah he had a, some author on or whatever. So I was coming in to do my show, and I ran into them. And Bob introduced us. And So I just said, why are you hanging out with Bob? As a joke. And the guy lit me up. <laughs> wow. Oh, he told me how much he hated me. And I was like... Wow. First of all, sir, you're the size of this pop bottle. I probably wouldn't do that. But, yeah, people think now they can just light anybody up because they think you can't hit them. Right. Yeah. That's not Without, Maybe yeah. five years from now, he'll be an advertiser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, everyone, yeah, everyone is wielding a weapon now. Mm-hmm. All the Pretty much, internet. Yeah. Well, it can be the internet. It can be legal. It can be, you know, any number of ways you can hurt other people for you know, disproportionate to their crime. I still think... Well, and people you don't even know. Yeah, right. no, that's exactly You know, people right. that you have an, some sort of packaged prejudice against. Do you think that I should probably grow up one of these days, though? Because I came in here today, and there's a refrigerator in the, in the break room. And I was standing in front of it, and a guy walks over and opens it into me and reaches in and goes, oh, excuse me. He said, don't hit me with the door. <laughs> don't do that. And I... I I can't get past that part of me where it's like you stepped over the line and now I got a knee in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, isn't it? I think if you choose wisely. <laughs> yes, if you choose yeah. wisely. And make sure you have a, a, a physical advantage. But I, I mean, it's amazing to me. We were talking about about all the shootings in this town. I, honest to God, guys, you wouldn't believe the killings that go on in the Twin Cities now. It's just hideous. Yeah. People getting shot every night in nightclubs. Well, in you know, Chicago's in your division, and you're trying to keep yeah, up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example. South side of Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. I know this shooting people thing. I don't really understand that. I, I own six guns, but I've never shot anybody. I've wanted to. Well, no, that's not true. That's, it's a good to. thing. That's a good thing. You wouldn't want to be like, well, there's two guys. You know, there's two guys I did execute, but other than that. How about that uh, that uh, judge in Philadelphia yesterday? One of the, some mob boss in Philadelphia. I can't remember the guy's name. It's not important. But the guy is already in 12 years in prison, and there he is appearing before the same judge. And this time it was for 
uh, some money scam. I don't know, some yeah. money scam of some kind or whatever. And the judge goes, yeah, 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 I don't want to hear the argument. Here's the deal. You didn't learn anything from 12 years in prison? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the whole Dang. deal. Goodbye. It's like, you're going back to prison. See you later. <laughs> but I, I just, is that, is that getting worse? Is it harder to be a lawyer now in court? Mm, I don't think so. No, not at all. No, judges are actually far calmer, and there's rules that they've got now. They used to That's yell at thing. us all the time, and they can't do that anymore. Right. When did Which get... I didn't mind. It didn't bother me. It's like, eh, you know, you can yell at me. It's okay. Right. Yeah, but you're a big guy. So you're put up with... um, are we ever getting to the point where you can't just sue anybody willy-nilly like in other countries? You can't really do that? Uh, There's a myth that people sue people all the time. That's not that the numbers don't support that. That's My numbers not, support well, it. You're a different story. <laughs> oh, thanks. But I get the sued every five minutes. It's a cost of doing business. But, yeah. Well. well, that's the problem I have. I've never lost a case. That's true. But I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars defending myself. Mm. Now, if you lose, why don't you have to pay that? You do if you lose. There is loser pay in Minnesota. There is? That does exist, yeah. Ooh, so but if you have a trial and you Stormy win, Daniels yeah. has to pay Trump's uh, legal uh, fees. Right. And, uh, I forgot about yeah. Why would that, you even raise your little weird... Uh, uh, he called that, her horse face. She doesn't look like a horse at all. No. Yeah. You know that what? Really when I saw that weird. quote, I thought he was insulting Anthony Robbins, and I said, boy, you've picked on the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's a pretty big guy, isn't he? That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. That ruling was really weird oh. that she got in that case. Yeah, what are so. you going to do? That well it's, well, it's all weird. Mm-hmm. There were these people are. Do you think there's? Any, you know, I, I ran this deal the other day. I, I went back, starting with Donald Trump, and went backwards to find a president that I liked, and I got to Washington. <laughs> I don't like these people. They're not my kind of people. If right. you want to be president of the United States, I don't really want to know you. They're not my kind of people. That's fair, isn't it? I th- yeah, I mean, I think there's a certain threshold of ego that and, yeah. and narcissism that's necessary to oh, think yeah. that you're the guy or woman for that job. You yeah, know, and it makes it so you may not want to have dinner with them, but some of them, you know, you can see as as being a real leader, though. I think. Can you? I, I, I mean, yes, I can. There's some of them. That doesn't mean that they're taking you in the right direction. It just means yeah. they know how to lead. You know. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I, I accept that. It's um, I don't know. I you have so much control that I don't know how you could handle that. I mean, if you have that much power, how do you deal with that? I mean, seriously. Some of them not very well. Yeah, in the current case, <laughs> I mean, nobody, like a dictator. <laughs> I can guarantee you this. There's not one Republican in the United States that thought Donald Trump was going to alleviate salt taxes from the federal form. Mm. That's the exact opposite of what Republicans do. That's the first thing he did. Right. Like, who is he trying but, to piss But he may be one of those Republicans that didn't know he was going He may still not know that he did it. That's true. He may just think salt is what Pence keeps putting in his food. Yeah. <laughs> you might be right. That's a good line. That's a good line. Like, Sorry. Salt, salt I'm all over. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all over the Pence. That's Chris's angle right now is Pence's a- massive Pence's ambition. Pence KFC gift cards to 1600 Yeah. Oh, he likes this KFC, doesn't he? That's the worst thing about the whole talk about him coming out as president is that Pence become president. Right. It's like a yeah. gift. Not it's he. like the Republicans are well, like, sweet. And I was thinking if Pence was watching the first time that his denture slipped and thought, mm. stroke, stroke. <laughs> oh, damn. No. <laughs> damn. Fooled by faulty dentures. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that whole deal myself. We we talk about that quite, quite often. Uh, about... Why you would care what somebody does with their junk, I don't care. As long as it's not children, you can have sex with anybody you want. I don't care. Why would I care, right? Uh, you don't want this, you don't want that. Why would I possibly care what you do? 
Because if you're an evangelical Christian, you believe everyone should be an evangelical Christian with you. Yeah, but you know... <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> but by the same token, you got the people way far to the left. They're as nuts as those people Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Like, why do you get so nuts about this? My mother was an ardent Democrat her whole life. Loved being a Democrat. She became friends with Tim Pawlenty. He was a Republican governor. And, and she told him at her birthday party, Tim, I love you, but I'd never vote for you. You know, and it was not hostile. It right. was just, I'm just telling you that's the way it is. But she wasn't that way far left or way far. And she was a Catholic, too. Right. And she loved being a Catholic, but she wasn't a nut job Catholic. Well, and I grew up, I grew up being scolded by my father for vilifying people I disagreed with. You know, really? he, he, he was a lawyer too, and and oh. and yeah, well, I mean, character. I mean, when I was a young, you know, when I was a young fifteen-year-old comic, you know, trying to flamethrow against Reagan, you know, he'd be like, you know, no, that's when I met you. Yeah, exactly. Was. You were drinking you. wine, or what was it you'd drink when you were there? I would drink single malt scotch. Single malt scotch because scotch, right? why would a 16-year-old order single malt scotch, was what I think. <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. That's a really, really good point. So why, So your father would spend a lot of time talking that about that? Yeah, I mean, that would be the one place where I felt where he would, he would literally scold me and go, you know, it's not it's really? not right to just vilify someone you disagree with. It's, yeah. you know, and, well, and so what everybody does know. Yeah, it is. And it's uh, part it of it. It may not part, be right, but it's a necessary skill set yeah and, yep. it, and it feels good sometimes but and it does feel fantastic stereotyping absolutely incredible but a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. lot of people can't do it right that's, a, that's the problem but i think it's you know i think it's it, it is it's all escalated hand in hand with people's thirst for fame right now no, no, yeah. you know yeah. and so yeah. Or even virtual, or imagine a d- delusion of fame. Right, you know, and yeah. and the sep- and the difference between fame and attention is very blurry right now. But people are desperate for attention, and people have their platforms that, and they know that th- that if they say something incendiary, en- incendiary enough or arch enough, yeah, right, that right. it's going to get some attention. Good or bad, it's still going to get some attention. That's you know? what YouTube is for. Man, yeah, pretty much true. I still want the opportunity. I want George Clooney to walk up to me and go, "Don't you know who I am?" And I can go, "I have no idea who you are." <laughs> just like so you know, one of the most famous people in the world. Yeah. I just once want to say, "I have no, I, I have no clue." Who but what if he comes up to you and he says, "Tom, I've been a huge fan of yours for years." I go, "What a mistake!" And you, would you still go and, uh, "Oh, that's so nice to hear." And you and, are. And what's your name? And what's your? Who the hell are you? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. You, that's a good. Point. I probably wouldn't do that <laughs> no. at that point. No, I would probably go, thank you, Mr. Clooney. Thank you, Mr. Clooney. How's the tequila business going? <laughs> tequila business. A billion dollars. Yes. He owns a billion-dollar tequila company. He does Not anymore. He just owns the billion dollars now. Oh, he sold right. the company. He, sold, <laughs> he, sold he just has the billion dollars. Uh, the oh, he's going to lose it all on human rights. That's yeah, a, dying, that's a dying industry. He'll just piss it away. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. Oh, Tom Brady may not be the most perfect person in the world then anymore. If, if Tom Clooney has a billion man. dollars, that, yeah. that's kind of... Anybody that would he leave has a billion dollars for his side ahead. hustle. Wow. Yes. Wow. Well, think about that. Tom Brady walked away from Bridget Moynihan. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad woman to hang out with. Yeah, but well, gazelles... At least not gazelles, in photographs, maybe. You know? Giselle. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's horrendous. Yes. Yeah. One That's true. Never he did keep the photographs. <laughs> yeah, I would bet. He, well, he has a child with her, right? I think so. I he think has that's a child. true. That's, well, Eddie Murphy has children with how many different women? Doesn't Eddie lots. have like 12 kids, 10 I think, kids? I think, I think that's right. Yeah. Something like that. See, that's a little known fact. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, only the people in this room know this, but Probably more he has know. a child with you, Eddie Murphy. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn business. <laughs> 
See, I love these. And I love this whole thing. I just <laughs> so what's our unknown form. fact? What? Well, you already know this. This is the fact that my mother and Tom Brady's mother oh, were yeah. born in the same town of 600 people, or 200 people at that time, in Browerville, Minnesota. Wow. I mean, what I saw Where is like, Browerville? It's up by Long Prairie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where's Long Prairie? Uh, by Browerville. It's up near Browerville. Yeah. You know where Little Falls is? I do. Okay, it's about 25 miles from Little Falls. Okay. To the northwest. Kind gotcha. Of. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, when I saw this, like, nobody was born in Browerville other than Toots. That was it. Toots. What were we just talking about again? Oh, the... What we, when she... We were talking, and she went, well. Well. My mother used to add, my mother is where I got my voice. My mother has, had a very deep voice. I mean, she literally sounded like this. Yeah. And what the hell was I telling her? Oh, I, you were talking about, we were talking about the gender thing, but. Oh, uh, that's right. Because yeah. they're, now they're, in, in certain states, they're giving kids sexual orientation uh, uh, quizzes when they're in fifth grade. Okay. And we thought, you know, if the kid has some, some interest or has some questions, I can understand that. But when I was 10, I had no idea. I literally used to think, and this is true, and I'm, I was a virgin until I was 22 because I, I literally wanted to get, you know, I wanted to make sure I could get out of where I was living and having a kid just wasn't going to work. So I didn't have sex until I was 22 years old. I mean, that's just the most guys wouldn't even admit that, would they? Well, it depends on whether you made up for lost time or not. (laughs) That's That's a very good point. Oh, God, we've got to take a break. We'll come right back, and we're going to make up for lost time right after this. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Chris Bliss and J. Elvis Weinstein. And it's that time of year, folks. It's getting to be Halloween. Coming up next, we had Matt Minster in studio. Next on The Best Of. Song. I'm always Born hearing Bruce in my house because Dave loves Bruce. He really? Loves not yeah. a fan. Yeah, he's... That's the one song I like, and I'm not a fan. Not a of fan. I don't think I'm a Bruce fan either. Uh, just... I am. Uh, are you? Yeah. I, I... I like people who can sing. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I, I grew up with R&B. I mean, people in R&B can back sing. then can sing. Have you seen? There's a, there's a Marvin Gaye video. On, uh, oh, man. Where they take, he's singing uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine. And they take out everything but his vocal track. Oh, really? Find it. It's he's, he's flawless. He's amazing. He's, he's flawless. It's it's in, it's riveting. I tell that story all the time when I was sixteen years old. You know, you go through all that stuff anyway at sixteen. And then there was, you know, I think my parents finally got divorced when I was sixteen. And it was just a weird. I the only thing that got me through that year was uh, what's going on. The Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. I listened to that thing so many times. I can't even tell you. Wow, it's just I love Marvin Gaye. It was if you if you got time, you should look it up. It's something you just like. I got to try it down. It's chills. It's really really it. good. I don't know who else could do that right now. Uh, no one. N- no one. I don't think there's anybody out there could do that. There's some good singers now. Do you ever but... listen to Gregory Porter? Mm, I don't think so. No. 
pull up Gregory Porter okay. sometime. See you, Earl. I'm calling our caller back. Oh. Oh. This is... This is... Uh, Are you there? It's somebody that you crashed their bathroom. Okay, oh, great. Mm-hmm. I hope it's... I hope it goes oh, well. Oh, it's... This is... Okay. Then you just hold oh. it up. Hold, hold it, it up, up right to, here? Yeah. Sure. Front the speaker? Yeah, there you go. Hello. Hello? Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. You're not here. I come in one day a year and you're gone. I know. I did it on purpose. That's I, I don't blame you at all. You're in Arizona? Arizona. Yeah, you're doing fine. It's 60 yeah, here, but it won't I'm last. Well, it's probably 60 here, too, so... <laughs> oh, well. It's a, it was well worth We're in the median temperature of the country right now. Well done. Good time to leave. Oh, good job. <laughs> Look at us. So what are you up to? We are talking... Uh, it's rebuilding together flannel fling time of the year, so I'm getting people fired up to come and be informal and give I'm, away a bunch of their I'm money, hopefully. You're coming? I'm going to that. I am, Kate. Oh, you're at a Katie Harms table. Katie might be here, too. I'm here, too. Alex is also coming. Alex is coming? Awesome. Good. I get to see you guys. Are you both on Arizona right now? I didn't get invited. Tom can't come. (laughs) Don't worry about my feelings. He's busy. No, don't worry about me. I'll be at at home watching the Andy Griffith show. Okay, well, that, I'm just going to... Next Thursday, right? Yeah. Next Thursday. Well, yeah. I'm just going to say that is not true. Mr. Bernard. I'm ready to go. And Catherine, I'm, I'm playing I'm playing fill in Catherine today, Catherine. It's Katie. Who are you? It's Katie. <laughs> Katie Harms. Katie Harms. <laughs> I didn't know you were there. <laughs> she can't I'm see you. It's a quiet, phone screen. It's I'm this such is all a audio. quiet little thing, you know. Church mouse. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot all about that. All right. Well, it's going to be great to see you next week, and we look forward to the flannel fling, or is it the final ball? What is it? Flannel fling. Oh, it's a fling. It's that alliteration thing we like so much. Yes, we like it. <laughs> yes. Right. The fabulous flannel fling. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, and have a good day, everybody. All right. Thanks, Catherine. That was sincere. That, that sounded good. I <laughs> hey, know. Bring, bring, back, bring back the suitcase full of warmth. There you go. If I'll there any. bring a giant suitcase full of warmth. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll need it by the time you get here. Thank right. you. We'll see you next week. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, honey. <laughs> oh. She hung up hands up. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, nothing but respect. She said goodbye, honey. I'm sure that wasn't to me. She's sitting in here last week, last Friday or Thursday or whenever it was. She looks at morning and goes, Matt Menster's going to be in. I'm not going to be there. It's like, oh, God. She's honestly almost bro- broke it down into uh, tears. I love having a little bit of... It brightens my day. She thinks it's the pretty, world of you, man. That's she really loved nice. You, man. She absolutely did. Had a wonderful... Del- I mean, that was at the very beginning of, of the You were in your show. basement. Yeah, I was still in the basement mm-hmm. where they were putting the tent on my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the next day, I remember, there was a, yeah, um, there was the guy, I forget his name, the SpongeBob guy. Oh, Tom oh, Kinney. Tom yeah. Kinney was going to come in, and um, I think my son was probably maybe all of six or seven years old at the time, and, I was, and uh, we were going out of town, but I think you invited us over to come meet him. I'm like... I'd love to, but we were going for some yeah, family yeah. vacation or something. Great guy, yeah, a really good guy. That would have been a very cool experience. But that whole show, I don't. To this day, I could tune in SpongeBob and laugh like there's no tomorrow. It's uh, it's fortunate love. that those children's shows existed because I agree. For all of the Caillou 
was of the world. If anyone here has ever been subjected to this cartoon called Caillou, my son oh, used to love that. Oh, the whiny little bald brat. For, yes. <laughs> oh. The unfunny. That's real. The, the completely un- unfunny. <laughs> I remember sitting in bed watching this with my kid in the morning. He'd start giggling, and I'm like, "What could you possibly be laughing at? This is." Awful. I know. Kyle is horrible. It's awful. So it's good to know that the sponge, the SpongeBob's needed to be there. I had SpongeBob playing constantly in my house. I've seen Phenomenal. every episode multiple You're times. A big fan. Yes, we love SpongeBob <laughs> and, and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yes, it's a diverse little fanship you've got going over there. <laughs> well, we got lo- six kids. So <laughs> I love the fact that the only one who had to wear a helmet was the squirrel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She couldn't breathe underwater, Sandy. <laughs> the only needs a helmet is a squirrel. Okay. That's brilliant. One of my favorite episodes, she's from Texas, oh, and yeah. she was missing home. She was homesick, and Patrick and SpongeBob. Missy Holmes, get it? Yes. but she. <laughs> so they made her a pecan pie, but they put a pie with a can of peas in it. Oh, instead of pecan, it's pecan. pecan. Yeah, pecan, it's pecan pie. pie. Yeah. Stuff doesn't write itself. It yeah. takes genius. <laughs> one, one of my favorites of all time is when he was guiding one of the, one of the boats you're back good, into the harbor. You're good, you're good, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's a scrape in the side of the Flying Dutchman ship. The Flying Dutchman. Wow, the flying you Dutchman. are. I am An a encyclopedic knowledge. I am. A, well, oh, it was God, funny, though. My youngest boy, when, he was probably about three or four we brought him to Nickelodeon Universe, and SpongeBob was going to be there, and he was all excited. And then he, he's like terrified of people in costumes. <laughs> so like am I. when we go to Chuck E. Cheese, he goes into convulsions underneath the table if Chuck E. Cheese comes out. Really? But yeah, he would not go near SpongeBob. I was shocked. To be fair, that when they had the robot like band of Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. that crap's scary. Well, <laughs> that bear. Yeah, like the, they play yeah, the drums exactly. and stuff. No. Oh. No, you absolutely You don't right. like the big stuff, that's, that's that's scary. That is the stuff of nightmares. In a oh. poorly lit room, that would do it for me. <laughs> the it. end. That, that's one great thing about being a father, man. The stuff that, you know, being a parent at all. The, the things you, well, and as an example, mm-hmm. I'll try to make this as straight as I possibly can. We're down in Florida, a place we've never been, a town we've never been in before, mm-hmm. and we're driving around, and the kids are, like, getting fidgety, and Kathy goes, oh, look, there's a Chuck E. Cheese. Let's go in there. That'll distract them, and, you know, they can get a piece of pizza or something. I thought, oh, that'd be great. We walk in, and you know how noisy Chuck E. Cheese is? Yes. It was like the guys from Animal House walking into that Dexter Lake Club. <laughs> Remember when it just went silent? silent? That's what happened. We walk in the door. The place goes silent. Uh, we were the only people not of color. <laughs> wow. And they were like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> the record scratch. Well, I didn't know the neighborhood all that well, but, you know. Uh, wow. But they were great. I mean, yeah. it was weird. You could tell it was weird for them to see white people. <laughs> but then they just went, oh, whatever. It just picked right back up <laughs> and the kids right bouncing right off the wall. Was, it was wonderful. <laughs> oh, God, it's true. Those like, did you mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> That's still one of the greatest movies of all time. I haven't seen it in so many years. I oh, should do God, it. It's a great movie. It's a classic. My favorite in there is when they destroy his car. And he starts crying to John Belushi, and Belushi says, you effed up, you trusted us. <laughs> it's so true. All right, we need to talk about Flannel Fling. Sure. it's a very cool. A gale of the benefit, rebuilding together in Twin Cities. What's that, what's that all about? So the, it's an organization I got involved with back in my HGTV days. Before I even knew the Twin Cities chapter existed, I was on a oh, national yeah. thing yeah. Uh, down in Nashville. 
and uh, fell in love with it. It just kind of aligns with the stuff I believe in. It's about making essential repairs in people's homes who can't afford to do it, but it's the decision maker for them whether or not they can stay in their house or right. have to go. Right. And I've always believed that there's a there's like this there's this dignity in staying in your house and not being, not yep. and not leaving because of factors that are out of your own control. Um, or that could be under your control. So it comes. It's an organization that comes in, and for people of lower income, veterans, elderly, in these really Radio gentrified people. neighborhoods, yeah, and allow these neighborhoods to stay together and allow people to stay in their homes. So it's an mm-hmm. organization that, and it's essential repairs. We're not going in and resurfacing cabinetry and putting up, you know, right. murals and things like. We're not doing HGTV right. stuff. We're doing ramps for people that are recently in wheelchairs or veterans who are coming back home. Yeah, see, that's great. Grab that's bars, uh, leaks that are on the roof. We're making the repairs that allow people to be live in their house and be healthy. And the, the Flannel Fling started four years ago. This is the fourth annual. And um, this year is at the machine shop. It's next Thursday night. starts at 6 o'clock. There's some tickets available. There's a lot of tickets already spent. I think we have over 240-some people we already do. committed, so it's mm-hmm. great. It's growing every year. There's fun stuff to do. There's live auctions. I built a little free library in my own, with my own bare hands, um, that I'm nearly finished with. That's going to go up for live auction. It is really decked out. There's solar lighting. There is there's solar, there's solar lighting. lighting. You open the door, light's going to come on inside. I'm, this thing is you be the envy of your neighborhood. Come spend a bunch of money on this thing. I want I want the dollar amount on this thing to kind of. It's a matter of pride. Um, but there's a <laughs> bunch of cool things. There's a trip to Sonoma. Um, for some wine tasting. There's a lot of cool things that we're going to live auction, silent auction. There's games, really cool people, and a really cool space. So we're going to have a blast. And the and food. It's, the food is the phenomenal. The food's awesome. And it's getting be- we're getting clever with the food. It's not sit down and here's your um, no. piece of fish or whatever. There's slider bar. Like last mm-hmm. year, there was a slider bar. There mm-hmm. were... And there's drink mac pairings. and cheese. Yeah, there's mac and there's cheese. There's so much good there was, stuff. Ooh, it, was, it was all, you know, generally you go to these things and the food is okay. There's a drum corps that came by to keep morale up. It was, uh, it's, it's just an event where you, you leave that and you can't help but feel like, man, what am I doing with all the rest of my days? Mm-hmm. What I did today was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the part of the gala is just raising funds and awareness, but funds to fund more of those projects. There's a waiting list, 300, 200, 300 long, yeah. that we're, we're trying to get to 100 a year. But if we can, all the projects require funding, and that's what we're trying yeah. to do with this. So come on out. We're going to have fun, but it's fun. The best part of hosting that gala is the end of the night where I can pull Kathy up on stage and read the little piece of paper <laughs> that says how much we raised tonight. And we've done, we were over six, we were six figures last we year. Were. It's going to be, it's great. It's just, it's a high. And it's a fun way to spend, hey, a Thursday night. And you're not getting into your stuffy Amazon tuxedo. My you're, stuffy you're, Amazon. You're wearing, you're wearing <laughs> something like what I got on right now. I'm gonna probably like be wearing it. jeans, boots, and a flannel. And I'm, and I am seeing this thing. That's my dressy. It's kind of right by where Certix is, right? It's it's near there. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. on uh, it's on. Is that second? It is. It's on Second, second Street, Ave- yeah. second Street second. just east of Certix. Yeah. Just above St. Anthony, Maine. Yeah. Yeah, right there. The cobblestone. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Good. Excellent. Yeah, that's very cool. It's a cool space. It's a that really cool space. That whole area is really got some fun things going on mm-hmm. there yeah uh, yeah that's absolutely right i've been at theater in a long time though. and if some you know, if theater. something falls through for your busy schedule i'm sure we can finally you know find a place to put you a week on, from uh, thursday. on thursday a week from today absolutely i don't know what the hell i got me doing <laughs> i never know i seriously i never oh, here's what i love i understand about my that job. i don't know what i'm supposed to do i have i don't pre-read anything for the show i don't do anything i just show up and start talking 
Because that's talent. That's what talent does. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Do you have an agent? I have a lawyer. You know what you should do? And I could do the first part. I'll just go and and throw Kimmel and and Jimmy Fallon out in the street. You should be talk show host. You really should. Be. <sighs> that would. No, I, you would be. Don't you be, be a great, great talk show host? Yes. If you can, you tell can. your lawyer. To get off his ass. <laughs> I need Let's to get. To, I need to talk to your guy. Apparently, if you, if, you, if you can get Kimmel and, and, and Fallon on the street, I, there's an open. There are two openings. I was going to throw them. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you Just have to do it from Minnesota, though. You can't. You, you can't go to L.A. or New York and. I, I, let's just lower expectations here for a second. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's because the guy that hosted Bath Crashers isn't really the guy that they call real first when that opening comes up in L.A. and New York. Aren't they short-sighted? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe. But I, I'm not saying you know you're the same or anything. But that would be like let's overlook uh, you know Pat Sajak because he's from Maryland. I mean, Pat Sajak has got that same, he's just a nice guy. You ever yeah. talked to Pat Sajak? I've never spoken to Pat Sajak. Nicest guy in the world. I can, I, I, he'd a, have to be, yeah. He's a wise guy on Twitter. I, I'm not on Twitter or Facebook, but okay. they tell me he, he's tweeting constantly and it's very funny. There's, I, I would, it's kind of a dream. I would love to do a talk show. I just you love should do a talk show, I'm telling you. Oh, all right, let's start a petition today. We should just <laughs> call. Your voices matter. Call Catherine. Call Catherine. Call someone. Call someone who matters. <laughs> call someone and who matters. Else, if you gotta, yeah, you got to pull with someone who matters. I would love to make something happen. Okay, we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about Matt being a talk show. <laughs> but we're going to talk more about <laughs> the flannel flame. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. That was Matt Minster on The Best Of. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the vault. We're going back all the way to episode 319 with Ben Roy. Next. They did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. One of the great things about doing a show like this is why we had not worked with Rob. You, had, you actually worked with him for just for I, laughs. Yeah, we just know? cross paths. Just cross paths. Yeah, it's just nice because they pop up and you you know have never worked with him before. But he's a very pleasant guy, very funny guy. Yeah, good looking dude, like bloke that. or whatever they'd call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, good looking bloke. I was, yeah. Is that bloke? it? Might. 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 Good looking Mike. But yeah, yeah, he, I'm sure he's funny. I mean, if JFL had him up there, he's got to be a funny dude. I. Uh, I used to do this, but I don't do it any longer because he got burned doing it. But I know his wife's name, or it just says, you know, what's his spouse? So, Tasma. Uh, Tasma Walton is his wife. But uh, they were married in 2009, so I, I once to ask a question. So, how's uh, blah, blah, blah? Uh, that only lasted a few months. Oh, yeah. You don't want to rely on Wikipedia too much. <laughs> I just, you know, Tasma is an interesting especially, you know, he's Australian and Tasmania is right there. Right. So, part of Australia. Right. So, his wife named Tasma. Well, let's Google Imager, what she look like. Oh, let's do that. Do that. Yeah. Andy, Andy, it's like naming someone Minnesota. 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 Well, your grand, your great grandma's name was Minnie, so there you go. Well, not never from Minnesota, left the state though. of Minnesota, by the way. Really? Apparently, never. Tasma is more or less a made-up name. Oh, it is. Yes, <laughs> it's more or less a made-up. name. It's on baby names here. It's uh, not even ranked. 
So, yeah. Oh, oh there you go. Now, uh, now, Ben, what time is your car going to be here? Uh, I think it's at uh, 5.15. Well, so 5.15, no good, because I, I want you to make, miss your car. No, no, no. I'm missing yeah, your car. Let me not, know uh, if whenever you guys... You're not taking our cup game. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just holding on to them to make sure, because you never know. I'm waiting for an owl to show up and stand beside you. Like, you need an owl. He does need an owl. <laughs> like a, or a falcon. <laughs> I got. Um, I do love that Geico commercial. I, I know it's very simple comedy, but it is funny. Oh, I want to teach man. you how to do the uh, Australian accent. Very simple, Mike. Very simple. Simpler than that. Okay. So we're going to say this. <laughs> that sentence. was way too complicated. We're going to say this sentence. Very dangerous <laughs> snake. Very, very dangerous. So snake. you have to. So straight <laughs> east. Very, Chicago. Very, very dangerous. 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 Like an eye. Snikes. Yep. Snikes. Very dangerous. Very dangerous snikes. By the way, very dangerous. Very dangerous snikes. Very dangerous snikes. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> you way, get an right. A. Andy sounded like he was from Chicago. Yeah, that had like a. <laughs> yep. Very dangerous. Yeah. Very, very dangerous. dangerous. All right, now I'm going to teach Burns. you how to do this. Very dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. Now I'm going to teach you how to do an imitation of Michael Caine. Okay. Oh, I love this. Actually, I love Michael Caine. All right. Here's it needed how you do to be Michael said. Caine. I'm sorry. Now Michael Caine is right. uh, the, the the older the, yeah, British, was, British actor. He was in Blame It on Rio. Yes. Yes. yes he was. <laughs> well, and long story. Uh, the man who would be that. king. Yeah, the, uh, Kipling story. I love that. That's the movie I know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's been in a bunch yeah, of all the really all great. the Batman movies. He's yeah. always, Harry he's Brown. Batman. Yeah, Harry Brown. Oh yep. my god, right. watch it. So, Cider House Rules. No, Harry Brown. That's it. That's all that matters. Move on. <laughs> so this is how I was taught. I don't. I can't even remember who I heard uh, say this. It was a. It was, a, a, it was an actor. It was an actor was or a comic. Funny. Very funny. But he said, if you want to do my, uh, Michael Caine. Uh, you would uh, say a sentence. <laughs> if you want to do Michael Caine, <laughs> you never say more than two words at a time. <laughs> <laughs> two words at a time. Yeah, it's true. So it's very funny. It is true. But do. But you're in. Okay, so <laughs> so you're doing it right now. Yeah, you're Michael Caine. <laughs> but I'm trying to do his. I can't do it. <laughs> you're, it's just you're two words. Close. Two words. You were very yeah. close. Yeah, you are close. But I'm trying to do his voice as Michael Caine. <laughs> he sounds a little enough. Australian there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's close enough. Yeah. Andy, who's on the phone? Uh, Mike. Mike, how are you? Mike, are you here to talk to Ben? Yes, I am, Tom. How are you, sir? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you too, Tom. Excellent, Ben. Mike, Mike, Ben. Hi, Mike. Hello, Mr. Roy. How are you? Pretty oh, good, and yourself? You sound mad. You just called me Mr. Roy, so that's usually not a good sign. <laughs> what's What's happening? Well, I was just wondering if I could ask you some questions and give you some compliments and stuff. Okay. Don't, don't right. ask him if his last name was pronounced Wa originally. Ben Wa would not be a positive last name. To the that. reason I said that to him, by the way, is because I think I asked you that at KQRS two years ago, and you went, basically, fuck you. No, no, I wouldn't say that. But this guy's. But that's because he's a real asshole. That's why. Uh, No, but everybody does that because of Patrick. 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 
His last name is Agua. Uh, but uh, it's got that French nonsense on uh, it. Because my last name is French. Anyway, what's your question, Mayan? Well, uh, I'd first like to start out talking about the Radicaster. <laughs> oh, that's an awful one to bring up when I'm on a podcast. I know, that's why I did. No. Uh, yeah, we did a very popular web video where I played a zombie Edward R. Moreau who destroys podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, but yours has done very well. My problem is the people who rec- the audio is terrible and they record them on cell phones and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's the same. See, this to me has a format that the way a podcast should be done. It should yeah. feel people want to he- hear this. They don't want to Mark Marin did it right and let him do it right, but then mm-hmm. there's been it's spawned every awful yes. podcast oh, after yeah. that. There are thousands and thousands yeah. of them. And everyone is so how'd you get into comedy, mm-hmm. you know? And so basically he's referring to a video and and <laughs> and actually the nerdist of all people, which is a big, you know, podcast Chris producer. Hardwick, yeah. yeah. Uh, featured it on their page cuz he thought it was Hardwick thought it was so funny because it it's funny. just me um exploding a kid's head during an interview. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I say one thing? And it was very sad. I'm a big fan of Chris Hardwick. Are you really? I, I really like Chris Hardwick, but his new show is horrible. Which one? The one At on midnight? midnight? Yeah, with all it's the comics terrible. where they just like it's a comic. Well, you only saw one, I to saw be fair. Three, oh. I saw three, and every joke... Although uh, Kyle Kinane was very funny, Kyle's always funny. brilliant, yeah. brilliant, Hilarious. very funny. Uh, brilliant, you know. Yeah. I'm just getting through life. I'll show myself out. Yeah. Hey, uh, just uh, <laughs> I got. I know what I am. I got a good face, uh, nice shoulders. <laughs> Rest of this just a bag of trash. Every joke on At Midnight is either penis, breasts, vaginas, or buttholes. Every joke. <laughs> so what's your complaint? Jesus Christ! I thought the movie was called This Is the End. Are you talking about something else? This no, is this is else. different. This, this is, is the okay. end. It's like a game it's show. It's a game show. because oh, you were talking about yesterday. You kind of like blended. Yeah, probably together. Did. Well, I mean, the problem the, the problem is like I also like Brendan Walsh. I think Brendan Walsh is a very, oh, very funny guy and too. a super nice dude. Yeah, <laughs> that was the guy I was telling you about. Who was t- talking about his pot delivery in because he's got a he's got a pot card in in California. Yep, and he was telling a friend of mine about it, and he went just like that. Do you know Brendan? Yep. He went just like this. So yeah, what's great in California is if you call them, they'll deliver your pot. (laughs) (laughs) He just stopped talking. There's been some damage. Uh, (laughs) Little bit. He he just kind of stared. Deliver your pot. He is so funny. Oh, he's very he good. Me up. He's the one who had the. He's the great. Again, we just talked about this a couple of days ago. By coincidence, that video of two friends fighting and a guy wearing a fedora and a tank top steps into the frame, and Brendan Walsh says, "Oh, everything's going to be okay." Detective Two Top is here. <laughs> or tank top. Detective Tank, tank Top. top. Is here. How is he tubed up his tank top? Oh, that's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Tank Top is here. Anyway, sorry, Mike. Back to you, sir. Are you all right? Are you restarting? He's well, rebooting. Kyle Kinane. Oh, that was your Kyle Kinane? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, um, we, we did a pilot called Those Who Can't, and Kyle plays a, yeah. a drunk history teacher, he so and, and he's so funny. He is very, That sounds very like funny. him. Yeah. Brilliant <laughs> guy. Oh, very funny and very uh, likable. Don's so, making his move oh, on the cupcakes. All right. So what, what, what was your – you had another question as well? Actually, that was uh, – it was about Those Who Can't. I watched the uh, pilot, and it was really good. Excellent. And, uh, I have uh, a compliment and some questions about it. Um, okay, sure. Go ahead. All right, uh, your gangster act was really hilarious, and you were psyching yourself up. What? I want to hear about this. Uh, in it, the episode, the pilot, is basically uh, we don't like a kid that uh, in the school he's been, he's kind of a, just a jock, and we don't like him, so we conspire to plant drugs in his locker because he's a lacrosse player and he can't get caught with drugs. So. Oh, yeah. So we all decide we're going to try to get drugs and Mine is by taking it to the streets where I came up, and so there's a whole scene where I'm in a Kevlar vest and gold chains and a hat, which, by the way, Amazon was not too pleased about. Uh, when w- there's a lot that was cut out of it because it, they felt that's not a lot of, that was offensive. But what but, was? Uh, it's just me buying drugs, but I'm, you know, I'm like, what up, blood clots? And it's like a whole bunch of dudes out on the side of the road, and I, and. Uh, uh, but but it caused some things just because the you know the racial stereotyping of sub- well sub- you know let me ask you a question about that sure how far are we gonna go before things are funny again well that's what I, I told mean, them Jesus I was like Christ we had a line in it it you know what you saw the pilot right Mike you said um, there's a scene at the end where the kids are beating him up at the end of the episode. And they're they're just they're three of our friends. They were all comics, and they're beating him up. And he's a rich kid. And as they're beating him, the the kid says, "Do you know who my father is?" And all the kids beating him would stopped and said, "I don't even know who my father is." <laughs> well, come on, and that, now that's funny. And then they went right back to beating him. That's and funny. That line got cut from it because it was considered that it would be too. It's over- not racist, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's what I t- we. You know, that's what we want to do with the show is push the envelope. So we're, we we have a, a holding deal with uh, with Amazon right now, and we've written six more episodes. So Good. hopefully they pick it up. Well, uh, please call. Go, when they pick it up, give yeah, us a call. I will. I'd love to have you on. But uh, but you, you, did you have another question, Mike? Or? Yeah, I got uh, some more questions about Growlix, but about those who can't. Um, was uh, How did you get involved with Three Arts? Um, Three Arts manages Adam, who plays the the um, kind of the protagonist um, that pl- he plays the Spanish teacher. Um, but Three Arts produces it because uh, Josh Lieberman, who's uh, David Tell's manager, and um, is the producer of the show. So we we they were kind of there from the beginning and helped us create and develop the project. Man, you guys kill a cupcake. Yeah, they, they got both Ben and Don. This is what I'm talking about. This is a, this is a thirst for everything. It's a thirst for knowledge. It's a it's a thirst for for lexicon. Jack Daniels for, for proper. There's for Jack Daniels. 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 For Thirty three years ago. For, for women of ill repute. <laughs> ill repute. Pute. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's how we got in in with uh, three arts. Yeah, that, that was a great show. You got uh, Kyle Kinane has hidden flasks all over, like in a cell phone. And yeah, very good. Oh man, if they if they pick this up and and they go to production, you know, hopefully they will. Who knows? But uh, if they do, Kyle's character will become 
I promise will be a very quotable character because he just plays this drunk history teacher who's, you know, he's always using his last name is Nor, so he's always, you know, I'm a regular Norstradamus, you know, or like he's drinking in class and he's like, I'm working on putting Nor on the floor, if you know what I'm getting at. So he's he's going to have a lot of these like kind of things that Rod says and does that. He's going to be an amazing character. And same with Rory Scovel. I mean, Rory's very funny, and and hopefully, uh, you know, he's got he's on a TBS show, so hopefully if they do pick it up, we would be able to use him regularly. So. Marvelous. Yeah. Now, i got to tell you, Mike, that Ben's car is going to be here in just a few minutes, so you got one more question? Sure. Uh, uh, let's go with the, the Growlick stuff. Is there going to be more of that, or...? Um, web series that was pretty good too yeah yeah we stopped and the second season we're hoping to launch and it will be based around what the ending episode where basically it's uh, the show the web series is a behind the scenes of us putting on a live show and now uh, the second season will be a behind the scenes of us making a web series called Space Cops, which is where we put cops in space (laughs) and we've been suckered into doing this awful space cop it's all green screen and it's terrible and shitty and nobody wants we don't want to do it but it's about us doing that uh, but uh right now we have a couple big opportunities that uh, have been put in front of us because of the pilot and so we're going to finish writing these and then they may be bigger avenues uh, you know outside of the web series realm so um just keep staying tuned man and, and thanks for watching it and for uh tuning into it it means a lot good research mike Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Ben. Dude, Thank I you, love sir. you. Thank you. Keep up the good work and stuff. You're the third yeah. guy he's told he loved today, by the way. I'm I'm very magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. I've, I've already, you what was your name? Remind me. I'm Don. Don? Don? Yes. Don. I've touched Don like like six times. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very but I, but have, I, you, I, have you felt the energy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By energy, you're talking about your triceps. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah, those tries. Man. Those tries. <laughs> those tries are unbelievable. I want to ask you a question about that because you brought up uh, we don't even know who our father is. Right? Yeah. Do you think we'll get to a point, and I'm talking to everybody here, not just you, Yeah. that whatever it is that you are, can we get beyond that now and find out what else you are? By that I mean I'm offended because I'm a woman, I'm a man, hey. I'm black, I'm white, I'm gay, I'm straight. What else are you? You know right, what I mean? Right. Are we ever going to get to a point as, okay, yes, I understand. It. So you're a, you're a black gay man with malaria. <laughs> what else you got? You know, and I, I understand if you're offended by that stuff, but what else is behind that? I, don't th- I think you'll find that most people don't go a lot deeper than... They just don't, do they? No. I'm just a person. That's too bad. It is. I think, I mean, I, I spend most of my time pushing buttons, and I'm impressed at what yeah. people get offended by. Yeah. Um, and not listening. They're hearing buzzwords. Most of the time, they're not understanding what it is I'm saying. They're Couldn't just, agree more. They hear that word, and then they get offended at that, not the context of what I'm saying or right. why I'm saying it. You know, and uh, I... I I will continue doing it. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'll get in trouble here or there or whatever, and I may upset some people. But but there, I'm just going to keep. There's no doing way it. you can talk without offending somebody. Yeah. 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 Now I did a. <clears throat> excuse me. I did a, um, a premiere of a film the other night by people with disabilities. Uh, all about people with disabilities, mm-hmm. and they talked about people first language. They don't care that they are identified 
as having a disability mm-hmm. as long as they're a person first. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah, what so, else? Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I was asked to comment on the use of language and the development of the language from crippled, handicapped, retarded, all of these things that are now uh, gone by the wayside and disabled basically has gone by the wayside yeah. to be replaced by uh, a person with a disability. Wheelchair bound is not used, but a person uh, using a wheelchair is is a, a, just a shift in the way the words are said, which doesn't offend because you're not identified by the thing that affects you. Like a gay man, uh, in my case, an alcoholic reporter, mm-hmm. that you're a reporter first mm-hmm. or a human first mm-hmm. then you got some other shit going on right there's right. some other things yeah, that can how much we get beyond that i really do because so that's what i said i would go back to as and ben will tell you this even though we only know each other for an hour whether you're talking about anybody with a disability alcoholism all that, i just go with fucked up yeah yeah you know, you're yeah. fucked Every, up because I'm everybody's got yeah. everybody's yeah. got something yeah. you know the truth everybody's is. fucked up you got it somehow. I, I, I covered a story one time. We were trying. <laughs> we were trying to find this man. The, this is back in the day when uh, reporters can go in with cops. We were searching for somebody. Yeah. And um, we were inside. The reporter was actually inside the house on on the warrant. And so we were filming, and the guy we we're looking for couldn't be found until you hear the cop upstairs in the bathroom go, "Up here!" <laughs> Everybody troops upstairs. And the guy, Willie, is underneath the clawfoot tub. He's so skinny. Oh, he my is, God. He has wow. wedged himself really underneath. Skinny. That's good. And so the captain comes up and goes, uh, Willie? He said, yes. He said, what are you doing under there? He said, everybody got to be someplace, man. <laughs> That's very funny. See, that's very funny. He sat at a desk with a quill pen by lamplight and wrote that doozy right there. And he's gonna seems like someday somebody's gonna ask me where I am. That's great. Back in in North Minneapolis when I was growing up, people used some of the people in the neighborhood used cripple in a completely different way. It was actually a good thing. Like, look at that cripple. And it would be like if somebody made a good shot. If somebody hit yeah, a home run, yeah. they go, man, look at that cripple. Yeah. A cripple was a good thing. Now, yeah. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why cripple was a good thing. But it was. If he said, man, look at that cripple, yeah. that was a, actually, that meant, well, that's a good thing. Right. So how do you weed that part out? I don't know. If you figure it out, let me know. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I, tough. Yeah. What I said was, uh, when they asked about the development of the language, I said, I hope at some point that <clears throat> those words go away. So, for instance, we don't even deal we mainstream everybody so uh you don't find a a person in a wheelchair to uh to do the interview because they're a doctor of pediatrics you don't uh search out someone in a wheelchair to say because it's not part of the story Mm -hmm. uh this wheelchair bound doctor of pediatrics uh has done some incredible research you just say this doctor you don't mention anything, and people see that yeah. they're in a wheelchair, but, and it's mainstreamed, and then they become, they're seen for what they do as right. opposed for the, the affliction that they may suffer. Now, and, and Ben Don can tell you this, one of the problems I have in life, and there are people that get really pissed off at me all the time, but I already do that and have my whole life. Everybody's just the same to me. You are what you are. I don't give a shit what you are. I'm treating you the same as I treat everybody else. Right. But people hate that about me. Some people do not like that about me. 
Right. Because I don't treat them differently. Right. Or defer. special. I don't defer. I don't do any of that stuff. So there is a downside to that, though. But I've, I've found that, that it there is a, a pleasantness. Uh, when, when I did the state fair all those years, mm-hmm. there was a kid with uh, multiple sclerosis <clears throat> who'd come up in a wheelchair whose brain was faster than mine, mm-hmm. who was smarter than me, Impossible. but couldn't speak. Right. He, 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 he had very difficult time speaking, right. very difficult to be understood, mm-hmm. but he had the most miraculous sense of humor. And I, after the first couple of years, I'd see him, and, and he'd come up in the wheelchair, and I'd say, what up, motherfucker? Yeah. And well, he'd just start in a silent, the mouth would go wide open, and nothing would come out. Mm-hmm. And he just loved, he loved just treating him like a person. Was his, he got one of those uh, uh, yes. Yes. boards. Yes, he had a board. I used to hear him call into radio stations yeah. once in a while. Yeah. That kid was brilliant. But Brilliant. Is, is he still around? The, uh, the last time I did, uh, so. two years ago or three years ago, I did the fair, he was there. Yeah, yeah. because he, he literally was very funny. He, he would call in and they'd ask him a question, and you would hear this long, long pause, and you would hear this. And then all of a sudden you hear, I don't like the Vikings. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really great. It actually was really great. Yeah. But I haven't heard him call in in a long, yeah. long time. So Do you know, know his name? Full think, name was his name Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael. Yeah, it was named Michael. Michael yep. what? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it was Michael Bodine. Find him, Andy. That's who it was. You got to go to him. Oh, your car, car called? called. He was um, Mike, Michael um, called or texted and said, "I'm out front." You <laughs> would really, you'd really like Michael Bodine, the man to your left. Hey, He's a oh, I'm Ben Roy. Nice to meet, nice you, to meet you. Thank you guys. Michael's so a much. psychic. Should he? We should. We should have I him tell. I think you. I would know. I was going to be late. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but uh, thank you. You're thank the, you so much. How long's your run? How long's your run? I'm here till Sunday. You're right. doing, oh, yeah. you're doing yeah. a show. Sunday show. Oh yeah, he's yep. at House of Comedy. Yeah. House of Comedy. <laughs> I'll be at House of Comedy to, till Sunday. Yes, tonight, and, uh, tomorrow night, Saturday, and the show on Sunday. Yep. And I'll be uh, riding roller coasters in the meantime, between by, by myself. Very smart. It's very a very, smart. it's a very uh, a Caucasian biodome because I'm in the, the Radisson Blue that has just a walkway. Oh, that's a great nice. hotel. So really I, nice this hotel. is the first time I've been outdoors in in two days. I've that's a great filmed. hotel. Brand new hotel. Yeah. In another couple it's, of months, you'll understand. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I mean, the West Edmonton Mall is the same way. Yeah, you know. I yeah. mean, it, 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 but. Uh, but I will be there, and, and uh, I'll definitely keep you posted. But Please do. Thank yeah, you guys do. so much. I, yeah, and, it was great. And, and you should come on tour. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and so should you. It's been great to see you. It's <laughs> really good to meet you. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you. you. Thank good you. Good to meet you. Oh, I'll shake your hand. Right on. Happy Thank you Halloween, darling. Thanks a lot, Ben. See you, Ben. Hey, ben Roy at House of Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night and Sunday night. All of the nights. Very, very funny guy. If you get a chance to go out to see him, definitely do it because he's very, very funny guy. No razor blades to be found in these sweet treats for clips on this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant. Great clips this week from Chris Bliss and J. Elvis Weinstein, Matt Minster. And Ben Roy. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. <laughs>